You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In 1993, when President Clinton gave a speech about his health care plan to both houses of Congress, most Republicans were not pleased. But one Republican was ecstatic. His name was Richard Nixon. Towards the end of 1993's first year in office, Clinton made a speech to Congress advocating for action on health care. He said many things. He said that if the Congress gave him a bill that didn't cover every American, he would take his pen and veto it. Something Congress would never do, since Congress wouldn't send him a plan at all, as it turned out. But yet at that moment, he had the audience. The speech got good reviews. Democrats liked the speech. Most Republicans didn't. But one Republican was ecstatic. Surprisingly, it was former President Nixon. As he told Monica Crowley, who would write uh, many books about Richard Nixon and his opinions in his, in his final years. Richard Nixon was moved by the speech, mostly because Clinton had mentioned him. He mentioned my plan, he told Crowley. He's the first president to mention me in a speech. Ford, Reagan, and Bush never did. It took a lot for him to do it. Probably drove the critics crazy. It was a hell of a speech, Nixon said. He brought the house down. Clinton did indeed mention Nixon. Nixon would tell Monica Crowley, I've always been a liberal on health care. I lost two brothers to tuberculosis and an aunt to cancer. Nixon may have been a self-proclaimed liberal on health care, but his plan wasn't exactly liberal. It was enough reform to attract cooperation from Democratic senators. The Watergate would foil the plan, as would small business opposition. There were three main components to Nixon's plan, which he also unveiled in front of Congress. The strongest was that every employer must provide health insurance. However, Nixon would let them use a new device to manage costs. After all, the problem was you had insurance companies paying the bill really in employers paying them and their premiums, and doctors and hospitals charging the insurance companies. There was an incentive to lower costs, and employer premiums kept rising. Nixon would let them use a new device called the HMO, Health Maintenance Organization, which would manage 
health care costs. So that insurance companies wouldn't just pay for anything the doctors and hospitals submitted. So the first component, every employer must provide health insurance, no matter how small. This is more sweeping than many proposals that have been made since. The second component was that those who couldn't afford health care premiums would get assistance from the government. The key word was assistance. Government wouldn't pay for it, but they would pay a percentage based on the person's income. And the third was an improvement to Medicare, some of which, some of those improvements have been enacted. The Nixon plan had one thing missing for many of the proposals now. It didn't require that every American get health insurance. The requirement was on the employers. For the most part, that's always been a democratic idea, an employer mandate versus an individual mandate. Nixon made a point of stressing in his health care plan that he was keeping it in the private sector, was going to be based on insurance companies working with these HMOs and employers, and that it was volunteer. No one would be forced to get health care insurance. The Nixon plan crafted half because he did indeed seem to care about health care. He did have the personal connection, grew up poor, and even as a candidate early on in the 40s, advocated for national health insurance. But also, to stave off Democratic plans, particularly Ted Kennedy, who he feared would run against him in 1972. It failed for two reasons. The opposition of business then as it is now. Small businesses and the AMA let Nixon know they weren't happy with his plan. He might have overcome that if he got some Democratic votes. But Ted Kennedy, before the 1972 election, was blocking any proposal. He called Nixon's plan health care for rich people. After the 72 election, however, Kennedy had a secret meeting with the White House and tried to iron out some of the differences on health care. Watergate would hit, and it was not to be. The timing for health care was bad. Except for the part of the legislation authorizing health maintenance organizations, HMO, which would be picked up on later in the 1980s, the Nixon health care plan was dead. But in a meeting in the White House that Richard Nixon would have with Bill and Hillary Clinton in 1993, Nixon had advised almost every president after them, except for Ford and Carter. Nixon had had meetings with Reagan and with uh, Bush Sr. in the White House. But Clinton's meetings, he, he saw as more meaningful. Clinton was actually listened to him. He didn't agree with Clinton's politics, but he was excited to be in the White House again. Hello all, Eric Rivenis with the Most Notorious Podcast here. Each week I interview an author or historian about a historical true crime, tragedy, or disaster. Subject matter ranges from gunslingers to Gilded Age murder to gangsters to fires to pirates to wild prison breaks. My guests bring their incredible knowledge directly to you. Please subscribe to Most Notorious on your favorite podcast app. Cheers, and have a safe tomorrow. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hillary flattered Richard Nixon by saying, your health care plan was the best. It was a compliment that Nixon would remember for some and record to uh, Crowley, writing her book, Nixon Off the Record. In Crowley's book, she also uh, talked to Nixon about Eisenhower. Nixon thought Eisenhower was an interesting fellow, charming and warm socially, but tough. He didn't endorse me, Nixon said, until 1960, when he absolutely had to. Not the most loyal thing to do. But I suppose he was protecting himself. Nixon had a surprising view of Ronald Reagan. He was the right president at the best time. But for all Reagan's talk about getting government off of our back and out of our wallets, his politics weren't very compassionate, Nixon told Crowley. It was capitalism gone wild. Government has to help those who are truly needy. I'm not talking about those who abuse the system and collect welfare checks under eight different names. But I do believe that they have a responsibility to give a temporary, very temporary, hand to those who need it. Interesting comments from Nixon. And I, I, I do find that the Monica Crowley books about Nixon, Nixon off the record, and Nixon in winter are quite interesting if you want to learn a little bit about American politics. This is based on a podcast that I recorded in 2010 during the debate over the ACA. You know, my feelings at that time, I wasn't exactly a uh, pro-ACA in 2009 and 2010, as listeners long time will know. Uh, I, I felt that the individual mandate was a little broad and sweeping. As someone who studied history and politics, it didn't seem so, like something that's had would have long-term political support. I also wanted to add some points from Richard Nixon's February 9th, 1974 message to Congress on health care. One of the most cherished goals of our democracy is to assure every American an equal opportunity to lead a full and productive life. In the last quarter century, we have made remarkable progress towards that goal, opening the doors to millions of our fellow countrymen who are seeking equal opportunities in education, jobs, and voting. Now it is time that we move forward again in still another critical area, healthcare. 
Healthcare. Healthcare. Upon adoption of appropriate federal and state legislation, the Comprehensive Health Insurance Plan would offer every American the same broad and balanced health protection through one of three major programs. Employee health insurance covering most Americans and offered at their place of employment. Assisted health insurance covering low-income persons. And an improved Medicare plan covering those 65 and over and offered through a Medicare system that is modified to include additional needed benefits. One of these three planets would be available to every American. But for everyone, participation in the program would be voluntary. The benefits offered by these three plans would be identical for all Americans regardless of age or income. Benefits would be provided for hospital care, physician's care, prescription and life-saving drugs, laboratory tests and x-rays, medical devices, ambulance services, and other ancillary health care. There would be no exclusions of coverage based on the nature of the illness. For example, a person with heart disease would qualify for benefits, as would a person with kidney disease. In addition, the Comprehensive Health Plan would cover treatment for mental illness, alcoholism, and drug addiction, whether that treatment were provided in hospital and physician offices or in community-based settings. Comprehensive health insurance is an idea whose time has come in America. Now, for the first time, we have not just the need, but the will to get this job done. There is widespread support in the Congress and in the nation for some kind of comprehensive health insurance. Surely, if we have the will, 1974 should also be the year that we find the way. Okay, so up until this point, I've just been reading from Nixon's 1974 statement to Congress that he made. And yes, indeed, doesn't it sound much like a Democratic member speaking from the floor of Congress uh, with some radical ideas? Sure, it's not the Bernie Sanders plan because he's also going to add this. But let us not be led to an extreme program that would place the entire health care system under the domination of social planners in Washington. Let us continue to have doctors who work for their patients, not for the federal government. Let us build upon the strength of the medical system we have now, not destroy it. His plan still calls for private insurers to exist. It's mostly based on uh, employer-based health care, but with that uh, additional program for low-income Americans. But what you don't hear from Richard Nixon in this message, is anything like, go get a job, oh, these people should be working. There's no, uh, he doesn't exactly say that there's a right to health care. That's not his argument. But he certainly assumes that he and the Congress have a collective responsibility to take care of it in some form. Now, he's going to do kick some bit of this to the state's. He has programs in there. Remember that uh, Richard Nixon creates the HMO program, so he has programs for cost saving. I mean, there's all of that in this program. It's not the NHS in the United Kingdom where everybody works for the USA. It's based on private health insurance. 
But it is an acknowledgement from this GOP president at this time that health care was something that the Congress and the president should be working on. I want to thank you for listening, and my website is www.myhistorycanbeatupyourpolitics.com. Think about that premium podcast. It can be as little as $2 a month. If you like this podcast, you'll like more of it. As a long-time foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.